Hawks Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Say it with your chest! It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to talk that talk. Me, Michael Bombas, with Paul Moyer every Thursday right here. This is probably our favorite segment. Other than the interview, this is this is our favorite segment because we get to really get some stuff off our chest. And my first question I have for you, Paul Moyer, is did the Giants out-scheme the Seahawks on Sunday? Out-scheme? That, just that, you mean they out-coached us? Um... Is that a yes or no question? It's a... I know. I'm sorry. I'm 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 waffling on this. <laughs> I here's what I think they did. I already knew going into the game what they do well. Yeah. And they what they do well is particularly defensively is not giving up big plays. They played probably the best team defense I'd seen all year. Um, what we had seen and who we had played so far. I'm not saying they had the best players. Uh, you know, their defensive line was okay. Uh, their secondary was pretty good. They had a good corner, good safety, but you know, not across the board, not the best secondary, not the best linebackers, not the best front four. But as 11 guys playing together as a unit, to me, that was the best team defense we were we were about to play all year long, and they proved that. What I think they did, and they I don't know if they out schemed us. What they did, every coach wants to do is take away what you do best yep. and they did that and they said you are not beating us deep yeah you're gonna have to beat us russell checking down and i don't know if that means out schemed that the russell not see it did we not adjust there's been a lot of talk this is a game of adjustment sometimes people play better than you some people they have a better scheme sometimes you just don't sleep well at night and you wake up with a kink in your neck and you don't play the best of your ability sometimes you get in a fight with your wife right i mean you're emotional and you just don't i I tell everybody i go you go to work every single day are you at your best every single day no sir no and guess what sometimes in the nfl that's the case too and that to me is what happened more than anything what's your just your thoughts on that out scheme i wouldn't say out scheme because i'm looking i'm thinking I'm talking from the offensive side, right? I'm looking at this Giants defense, and pre-snap, I pretty much know what they're in. Mm-hmm. Besides the stunts on that defensive line, you pretty much know what is going to happen and what should be there before the ball is snapped. So I wouldn't say out scheme. That defense reminded me of a a defense, like a basketball defense when they play zone. Granted, they're playing two men, but you play zone and you're passing things off and everything's it's cohesive. It, it feels right. I mean, the way these guys played it, it seemed like they were prepared for everything that the Hawks threw at them. Now, when you play two high men, it's not like you're, you're throwing pre-snap, you're moving guys around. You're doing, no, you're just saying, look, look, we've studied you. We know what you like to do, so we're going to sag off. We're going to make sure after DK runs 10 yards, he's running a post, he's running a comeback. There's only a couple things he can do after that. I just felt like they were prepared. Out scheme just means like, oh, my God, they're so witty. They're so smart. They weren't prepared for this. I don't think that. I think those defensive players just played really good. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm going to bring up a topic that I thought would have been crazy, or I don't know if I would have or you would have, but certainly a lot of people would have thought crazy five or six weeks ago. Yeah. But we're in the final quarter of the season. 
And we've talked about this. The first quarter was not good defensively. I mean, we were on historic pace for the worst defense in NFL history. We're no longer even close to that. Maverick, we're not even dead last in defense anymore. In the last three games, I just looked up and got the final stat. I think we're number five uh, over the last three games. And if you go back four and a half games, we're, I think we were number two. Over the next four games, will the defense be the strength of this team? Will they outplay the offense? That is a good question, Paul Moyer. So you're right. In the beginning of the season, you asked this question. I'm like, Paul, man, uh, did you play the game? Uh, Did you coach the game? But now it's a different question. You really have to ask this question. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that because you have Russell Wilson and DK, who right now is playing like the best receiver in the NFL, and you have Chris Carson in the backfield, who is, I feel this week, is going to get his 20 touches, 20 to 25. NASA has been saying that all week. I'm bought in. I believe in that. I think they are going to turn this thing around and get it going. Now, who 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 are the guys playing? They're playing the, the Jets coming up next, right? We got the Jets. The, the, we got the dreaded Washington, the Washington football, football team, football which team. they make me nervous. They make you nervous. And then we have the Rams here. That's going to be a big Rams. one. And then we finish the season at the hated San Francisco 49. Okay, so against the Jets, I think both sides of the ball should do their thing. Okay, when it comes to the Washington football team, if the offense does not perform – they may not win that football game. So it has to be the offense. And because I feel like it has to be the offense against the Washington football team, I think the offense will carry these Hawks into the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think our defense has hit its stride. I mean, we're, we're giving up under 300 yards a game the last three, certainly the last four and a half, um, the last four. I mean, that, that ranks in the top five defenses in the league. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yep. Been, you know, I've been saying that. Um, to me, it's all about matchups, right? Our players haven't changed. You know, we just gotten healthy. Offensively, we're going to have the same offensive line, same running back, same wide receiver, same quarterback, same coach. If you had said uh, we got three guys on offense that uh, got hurt, uh, we lost DK Metcalf, Carson's out for the year. We, oh, by the way, we're down to our fourth running back. I'm like, okay, I got a built-in excuse here. Yep. There's no excuse. Our talent is there. I don't see us. I, I see us maybe not getting that 400 yard number every week and over 30 points. But yes, I think the defense is going to carry this team. Okay, and here's why. One is we knew going into the season we were loaded across the board in the secondary. Our linebackers, I didn't think we were going to be as good as we were because, you know, I'm like, Bobby's getting older. KJ's getting older. We got this young kid, Jordan Brooks, who's a rookie. who didn't even really play a linebacker last year. He was a spy quarterback, and he's going to be another Bobby Wagner. He is going to be a phenomenal player. But all three of them are playing the lights out. We've got this rotation out with the defensive line. I think we're what, number two or three in most sacks over the last four games since Dunlap's come in. We're playing Washington, who we better shut down. we got the Jets, who's the worst offense in the NFL. And then we finish against the 49ers. I don't even care. We're, we're, we're going to take care of business. The Rams, not as good as we think. The defense is going to carry this team the next four games into the playoffs. You know what? I, I can I can feel your angle. 
I see where you're coming from. But I feel like because the offense plays so poorly against the New York Giants that they're going to come out and correct some things against against the Jets. And it's going to be a snow. They better. Gonna, they better. I'm with you. Then it's going to be a snowball effect. Then they're going to go out against the Washington football team and exploit their weakness on the What's outside. What's their weakness? Their weakness is secondary. Secondary is a weakness. Their, okay. their, their strength is inside oh, inside man. the box. What What is the strength of this Seahawks football team right now? It's not the run game. No. It's the pass game. No, the Jets. So, so yeah, you, you talk game. about matchups. Yeah. So I like that matchup. I think because of what they present on, the, on that defensive Rams line. 49ers. Get it out. Rams 49ers. Rams 49ers. Hey, first off, Rams, we don't know what the heck is going to happen with the Rams. The Rams always play the Seahawks tough. So that's a toss-up. When it comes to the 49ers, I think that the offense is going to get it done as well there. Okay, so let me help you out with your No, nah, I don't I'll need your help. Don't help me no, out. No, you are. What you got to say? Don't uh, I'll need your help. Uh, okay, Washington defense, fourth in the NFL. Rams defense, second in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers, sixth in the NFL. So guess what? What? You better talk that talk, <laughs> and you better walk the walk even more because the offense is going to have to bow up. They're going to have to play the best well, football they played we're all gonna, year. We're going to see the offense that we saw week one through five. All right. I, uh, that's what I think. What you got, Paul? Oh, it's on me. It's on me. I'm sorry. Look, you're I'm so sorry. flustered. It's you don't even me. know who's flustered. up. I don't know what flustered is. What's the definition of flustered, Paul? I don't know what the heck that means. All right. <laughs> the Seahawks will make a deep run into the playoffs. Absolutely. I don't believe you. Absolutely, I don't. I don't believe that. You said absolutely. Give me some. No, I, 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 I do. I do believe that. Okay. Now, that's. I'm going to preface that by saying that means we're going to run the table the next four games, mm-hmm. where the offense is back. I think the defense the next four games is going to keep getting healthy. And uh, when I say healthy, healthy statistically and feeling good about themselves. We get we get Dunbar back as well healthy, even though I think Reed has played really well. He's given us a toughness um, or added to the toughness. I think Ryan Neal's tough. I think he uh, Reed's tough. I think Amadi's tough. We know Jamal Adams and Diggs are stupid tough, right? Yeah. So you just got a secondary now. It's got a little bit of a nastiness to him, and I think Reed has, has brought that. So whoever, if Dunbar comes back, he's going to have to play that way too, because that's now our identity. So, defense, I'm, I'm excited about the next four games and into the playoffs. I just need the offense. It's not talent. It's not scheme. I just need to get their 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 mojo, their groove back, their confidence, what they had before. And sometimes that's all it is. You know, I go back to 2012, the last five games of the year. We had two games back-to-back over 50 points. That wasn't anything different. They just got confident and confident in the deep ball at the time. Russ has got to get back to confident in. Ball comes out. I'm okay with the check down. Comes out, comes out. Because guess what? That eventually opens up for the big play. So, yeah, I do think we'll get a deep run. But if we go 2-2, two and two, then I'm going to say no. Yeah. So, it really, it's really indicative over the last four games. Yeah, I'm with you. If the Hawks were to start the playoffs right now, they will play the New York Giants, and I feel like they will bounce back oh, against the Giants. Yes, they will. I feel like they would. You got film. Um, if something were to happen, they could play the Cardinals. They could play the Bears. There's so many things that could still play out. We shall see. I think that they will win at least one playoff game. And that's what they've done over the past few years. All right, well, that was Talk That Talk, Paul, man. All right, well, coming up next, we'll go inside the film room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks' loss to the Giants. That's around the corner on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle.
Hawks Live every Thursday on 710 ESPN from Lumenfield. I'm Michael Bumpus. He is Paul Moyer. Now, right now, we're jumping into the film room. All right. And the first play we are going to look at is Quandre Diggs intercepts Colt McCoy after a Ryan Neal pass breakup. Seahawks need a stop here on third down. Here comes the blitz. Quick throw inside. Ball's tipped up. It's going the other way is Diggs. Going down the far sideline. Breaks one tackle. Jumps over a man. Still on the move. Finally tracked down in Giants territory at the 45-yard line. It looks like he may have stepped out of bounds back in Seahawks territory. But the ball was tipped away and picked by Diggs. Well, we had Ryan Neal on earlier today. What a great interview. What a great a pickup for the Seahawks, you know, undrafted free agents, hopped around a couple of teams. The the beauty about this is, look, they isolate him. You know, they, he's he's all alone uh, on the right side of our defense. Uh, you know, they, they try to work him one-on-one with just a stick route. He can play corner. He can play nickel. Yeah. He can play safety. He can come off the edge. We got to come up with a net. We had big play bads. We got to find something for Neil. <laughs> all he has so far is he's had two interceptions. He's had a block punt. Uh, he had this play right here that caused the interception for Diggs. Uh, t- talk about a game of inches, right? I mean, Diggs steps out of bounds uh, on this play. He brings it all the way down to about the 30-yard line before they they brought it back about 20 yards on that. This game was a game of inches. We had the block punt that we didn't secure, uh, and you know that cost us a touchdown instead of a, a safety, and that's five points. We yeah. lose by five. This one, we probably get in better range to score. I don't think we scored on this one. Uh, game of inches, but you know, Ryan Neal, what a, what a playmaker. I think he, he he's a guy that when Jamal Adams came back, they said, we got to keep him in the dime package, yeah. right? Yeah. we got to keep him as a safety and let us start to do some different packages. Uh, love the guy. He's a great player. Yeah, Paul, I- all he does is make plays. He can't be big play because he already got bats yep. there. So we got to yep. figure something out for this guy. I'm with you. But what I see is a guy who believes in what he sees. He breaks on the football, and I see two fundamentals of football that you hear when you're little growing up on defense. One, you play through the man, right? You don't play the ball. You play through the man. You get a collision. And then as you're a safety, you always rally to the football. Wherever the football is thrown, you rally to the football. And that's why Diggs is in such great position. This is the second time. Neil has caused an interception off of him playing through the man. He has great instincts. I love his personality. Man, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna squeak out some years in this league, Paul. You know what was great about him too on this one? Again, we we're sending five I think we sent five guys on this, maybe six. Yeah, sent five guys, dropped uh Mayoa uh who picked up the running back, which by the way, he did a really nice job yeah. there. So he's isolated all by himself to the right. There's no one there. He's playing inside technique and he re- he he maintains his inside technique. This ball is thrown inside. And he he knocks the ball with his left hand and and drives through it. This is this is textbook uh, technique here. Textbook technique. All right. The next play is Jamal Adams sacks Colt McCoy on third down. Tate is standing in the slot here, kind of by himself, but Amadi comes back and plays him hard. McCoy is hit in the backfield and goes down at the twenty yard line. Jaron Reed was there, but Jamal Adams also there. Well, you know what's crazy about this play is we we try to scheme them, and you know, scheme just means that we're we're going to try and get a guy free, and so we we kind of overload the side, uh, yeah. our, our left side, to get Jamal Adams free, but he's not free. They they actually pick this up pretty well, but Jamal, Adams, I mean, the running back tries to cut him. 
I, I don't think it it slowed him down one fraction of a second. No. Not a fraction. It actually might have speeded him up. He's one <laughs> of the few guys you try to block him. He actually gets faster. He he's got a speed rush. He's got an inside move. He's got a swim move. He's got a bull rush. It, it's remarkable the athleticism. I have no idea what I would teach here because. It happened so late, the running back tries to cut him at the last second, and Jamal Adams' athletic ability has a way of getting his hands on the guy's head and back, pushing him all the way to the ground, stays up, huge sack. I mean, he's seven and a half sacks. The man's a safety. He's missed four games. Crazy. Crazy. Seven and a half sacks. That, that's, uh, that, was a good, that was a good trade. Yeah, what, what I see here, he has a little bit of everything. He ha- you see him look like a linebacker. You see him look like a defensive lineman with, with his hands. You see him look like a DB. I'm telling you, he's just a hybrid right here. You mentioned this running back trying to cut him. What do you do when guys try to cut you, Paul Moore? You get your hands on him, you push him down, then you get over. This is just textbook. And like you mentioned, he's doing it at 100 miles an hour. He is getting after the quarterback. I haven't seen – have you seen a safety like him? Does he resemble anybody to you? I- Different because of his strength. I mean, I can go with you know Troy Polamalu, who had that kind of ability, that 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 sense of pass rushing, but he didn't have that strength. I mean, Jamal Adams will actually bull rush yeah. an offensive tackle and win. We saw that last week, right? Was that we, last week? We, we've seen it probably a few times. And I remember when he was with the Jets against the the Redskins. I mean, he beat you know he did a speed rush, dipped his shoulder and and beat the tackle. I mean, just it's it's unheard of. I'm watching this play, and do you know how many times I have done this, or either was rushing on a pass or a run and got cut at the last second? Lots of times. Let me tell you where I was, though. (laughs) I was on the ground. Okay, (laughs) there's no way I'm getting this sack unless a guy holds the ball and runs back towards me and didn't see me and I tripped him. There's it just there's almost no way that you cannot be cut on this play because it happens so late. And so I'm watching this over and over. I go, what did he see? You know, why did his hands go down there so quick? And he's like, I mean, Floyd Mayweather. I don't know how to describe it. His, his hands are so quick and his reaction is so quick. of safeties or anybody coming off the corner, they're on the ground. They're cut. So what you're telling me is that he's special, Paul Boyer. There's stuff you can't teach, and that was one of them. And we'll take that. All right, the next play, Russell Wilson finds Chris Carson for a 28-yard touchdown. From their own 28, Russell's going to scramble left side. Now he's going to throw to the end zone, reaching up, making the catch. Chris Carson, does he get in? He does. Touchdown, Seahawks. Chris Carson releases down the far sidelines. Russ rolls left, throws across his body. A beautiful pass. Carson hangs on, steps over the pylon, and the Seahawks draw to within six points. 17-11. The Hawks looking for the extra point here. All right, so the Hawks come out in an empty formation. We talked about the Giants being a too-high team. You you stay in too high versus empty. Good luck to you. They're going to pick you apart. So what happens here is um, Chris Carson runs a slant go. We call that a slow go in this business here. But he has DK in the slot. What DK does a great job of, man, this is – 
people don't take this for granted. DK threatens that outside linebacker, and that now he's the bender. He realizes as soon as he gets behind that linebacker, I got to bend towards the middle of the field to put some type of pressure on the safety. But what that bend does, it brings the corner who's lined up over Chris Carson along with him because he's number 14, 1,039 yards and, what, nine touchdowns. He <laughs> needs that attention. So because he gains that attention, Chris Carson throws his hand up. The corner has misses leverage russell gets outside the pocket this is one of the best throws of the year in my opinion throws a dime to chris carson and chris carson looks so just relaxed when he catches the football turns around spins around six ball over the pylon i mean this was what we thought we were going to see throughout the game but dk effect in full effect right here more yeah it's big i'm really curious what this play was designed to do and what I would love to tell Russell is, and, and even Shoddy to an extent, when you have that kind of delay in a route, right? So he runs what you call it a slant and go. I don't care if you ran a he, – he jogged for a few minutes and just let DK clear, and then you're kind of the trailer receiver in this route, right? So it just – it's it's hard to cover. It's, it's kind of like a, a second a, a guy running a flat and go. You're taught if you have a flat, you've got to run with that because the deep third guy or any of the deep half is so far down the field, he can't help you yeah. in that. So you've got to carry that. So this is another way of getting that. Um, you're right. I, the only thing I really will, will share on this is they, they – they, well, it's a four-man rush. They, it's really a three-man rush with a spy on Russell Wilson here. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL running to his left and throwing on the run to his left. This yeah. is so hard to do when you're right-handed, and there's very few quarterbacks who do it. Aaron Rodgers can do it. Certainly, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, they're, they're not a lot after that. I mean, it's, it's sort of, and it's just the accuracy of it. I mean, this is ball is thrown where it has to be. The, the corner kind of reacts. So if Russell doesn't throw it back towards the sideline, maybe the corner at the last second makes yeah. a play. And you made a good comment on Chris Carson. He, he does this so nonchalant. I would have had both hands on the ball, you know, man, don't fumble, you know, and he just, he's so strong and he just kind of reaches his arm over the, the pile on there and um, more routes like that. I know that's not that much. It's hard to sometimes to describe, but it's just that separation of a, a go with, with a trailing um, wide receiver, really hard in zone defenses to, to stop that. Hard to do. We need more of that this week against the Jets, Paul Moyer. All right. Jalen Hurts finally gets his opportunity. The Steelers finally take an L, and Taysom Hill actually looked good throwing the football. So much to unpack from Week 13. Paul Moore and I take you around the NFL. Coming up next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live every Thursday at 7 o'clock. Paul Moore, man, this music gets me going. We're going around the NFL right now. Yeah. All right, we're going around. And the first thing we got to talk good. about, which is good, Rams versus New England. The Rams beat the Patriots 24-3. to Jared Goff, 16-25, 137 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The stat that sticks out to me, they might have found their running back. Cam Akers, 29 carries, 171 yards. I believe the kid out of Florida State, and I believe that's where he's from. He's looking good. Does that make you nervous about the Rams when they play the Hawks? I'm not worried about the Rams' offense. You know, we we play good run defense. You know, we found last week sometimes you can play great run defense and and two plays you 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 mess up and 
we had two plays. We gave up 83 yards and two running plays, and that was, you know, almost all of their yards, unfortunately. So you got to play really sound. I think we know the Rams so well. I'm not worried about their offense. I think yeah. we match up well now with their offense. I don't think we're afraid now of the deep cross from I think we're willing to match up and turn that. To me, Jordan Brooks has really flipped it for the linebackers. Yes. The guy turns, runs, gets depth. He knows how to play man, man-to-man on play action and bootlegs. Um, so I'm not worried about I'm worried about their defense, though. Um, <laughs> their defense get out. They're number two coming in tonight. They held, I don't know what the, the stats were for New England, but they held them to three points. I guess the question I'm going to ask you, Ken did not look good. I think oh, he got man. benched. I mean, this has been really since our game. He's had a couple of decent ones, but to get over 200 yards, I mean, is this it? Does he get another starting job? I, I think this is... This is the end of the race. It's so hot. This, this, this is it. <laughs> to say goodbye? To say goodbye. I think I this know. is it. I've wanted to support this man his whole career. I have. He's done it his own way. He's a trendsetter. Doesn't look like a traditional quarterback, but at some point, you have to be a traditional quarterback. When you get old, then he's getting up there. If you can't throw from the pocket, accurate football from the pocket, then you shorten your life as a quarterback. So I think this is the end for Cam. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. I think he can still play. Yes, I mean it's it, sometimes it's not. Are you one of the best thirty-two quarterbacks? That's yeah. not what it is. It's are you the right fit for the right money? Are you willing to play for less dollars? Are you willing to be a backup? Um, I, I think he still got something structurally wrong with his shoulder. He's never been the same, particularly the last three years. He really labors to throw the ball over twenty yards. So there's something not right there. He probably gets another chance, but I, th- I think the mystique of his athletic ability and and all that is it's they're it's not it's, you're not as worried about him it's right. Gone. You're in the thirties. You just you're not worried about a guy running over you that much anymore. I don't know his stats, but I'm going to say he doesn't have a run over 15 yards this year. I, really? Yeah, I'm going to say not over 15 yards. I'm just going to throw that out there. We'll check during the break. I bet but, I got a producer will find that. I'm going to say he's had a run over 15 Over yards. 15? All right. We shall I'm going to say he's had a run over 20. Over 20? Yeah. All right. We'll see. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they, going into this week, previous week, I thought they were the most fraudulent undefeated team known to man. Yeah. Who would they beat? I guess they beat the Ravens. They beat the Titans. Yeah. They they beat, well, they had beaten 11 teams, whoever they, the they were. Browns. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for notable wins. I just did not believe in them. And then when they lose to the Washington football team, that just just reassures me that I, I was I was going down the right path. Yeah, their offense is a is a problem. Uh, you know, Big Ben, sometimes, again, perception reality, right? You hear me say it a lot. Sometimes you go, oh, it's Big Ben. I go, well, yeah, I mean, if Joe Montana jo- – Trotted on the field, you go. Oh, it's Joe Montana. <laughs> then you look at him, you say, "Oh, he's he looks like a grandfather. He is a grandfather." It's ain't twenty ten, Big Ben. No, it's saying. no, it's it's not. And he's he's lost a little bit. They don't have the weapons they used to have. I mean, you lose, you know, Bell and Brown. I mean, out from your offense, that's that's a lot. Still got a pretty good offensive line. Defensively, they're awesome. Yeah, I mean, they got some players. I love the, what they do. Keith Butler, the defense coordinator, scheme wise. But the the eye test is the one where we were always looking at. You go, yeah, they're not dominant. You watch Kansas City, you go, yeah, that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. They, yeah. You know, um, I'm glad they lost because they, maybe they turn it around a little bit. I don't see this team making a lot of noise in the playoffs. So. No, I, I don't see them making a lot of noise. I think Ben is getting older. Claypool is their best receiver. Nice rookie, okay, but you get your rookie slumps and you got to fight through some things. You got Connor in the backfield. Uh, but there's – 
I just, I just don't believe them. I just I haven't believed in them. Usually I do believe in the Steelers team, but this is probably the one team I've believed in the least since Tomlin has taken over. Yeah, they were uh, for 11 and now they they just didn't look the part. All right, so we've got a lot going on with COVID. A lot, you know, just you know, states, all that stuff. We won't get into all that, but just found out Oregon, Washington canceled this Saturday. You, you see it all over the board throughout college. A lot of positive tests. NFL bunch of them you know we've seen it certainly with the ravens tennessee just about every team has had an issue where they've had to shut down their their uh, facilities there's one that has not had a positive test yet. who that the seattle seahawks and so what i want to ask you maybe we bring nas in on this too you know every team saying the same thing yeah right hey look you know we got to mask up we got social distancing you can't go anywhere it's one thing to say. It's another one to get the whole team to buy in on it. We had Ryan Neal in earlier, and we asked him, what do you get to do? And he goes, nothing, because guess what? It's not just the team we're playing. We're playing two teams. We're playing COVID. And you could hear the conviction in him on that, that they meant it. They're not going out and, and doing that. So ask you, Nash, why is the Seahawks the only team? If we, look, particularly, we just shut the state down because we've had more positive tests since if things all started. Toby. Toby. Well, it's it's everything that we do. It's Pete Carroll. It starts with him. They have competitions between position groups on contact tracing. Everyone wears a contact chip, and it's how close you are to people whether you're, when you're within six feet. So there's position groups competing each, against each other to see who has the least amount of contact. It's everyone. There's contact tracers in the building. I'm one of them. Shout out to Aaron Mooney and Katie McLean who are with me, making sure all the players have chips on them. It's little things every single day. Make sure the coaches are wearing the chips, the medical staff, the equipment staff, the food it's everyone everyone that walks into that building knows that they have a role to play because when they go home you can bring COVID in the building so when you have contact with all these players it takes every single person in the organization bought in and that starts with Pete Carroll and John Snyder and it goes down it's a trickle down effect what about all right, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I believe I believe in what Nats is saying because he's no, he's I, ground zero he's in there yeah. but I'm also going to go outside ain't none of doing Seattle right now man it's Seattle it's like five clubs you can go to if you're not going <laughs> to a club there's dive bars no one goes there's, there's the underground man and you it's, want to find trouble, Seattle. you can. You can, but it's harder to find trouble out here, man. These oh, guys, look, we could find trouble. We could find, but you got to look really hard, really hard. But there's leadership there, and all the things that NAS is talking about is real. But I've been in a lot. I've been in almost every major city this country has to offer, and Seattle is low key. Okay, NAS is going to ask you again, though. <laughs> I get it when you guys are in the facility. But, man, you can't monitor these guys when they're away from the facility. So how do they do that? Well, the things that get done, I think guys just trust in one another and they know what they have to get done because it's about their livelihood, too. If they can't play, it affects everybody. And also the Seahawks do a great job of letting family members get tested. If guys are going to come in and be around, they do everything they can to make sure the players are safe and everyone around them has opportunities to get tested to make sure things don't spread. So it's everybody. And honestly, it's our guys. We have a great locker room. It's accountability. They understand if I, if I test positive, I'm out for 10 days, 14 days, no matter what. And so you don't get paid either, right? You don't get put on. So there's a lot of factors. So I think it's accountability. It's a little bit of luck because I'll just call it out. I mean, yeah. everything needs to go your way, but it's things that they're doing. It starts with the leadership from Pete to Russ to Dwayne Brown to Bobby Wagner, and it just spreads like wildfire. So shout out to the Seahawks organization. It's, you know what? It's like business. You read a business book. You and I, we could, 10 of us could read a business book. Like, same one. 
but the results aren't the same. Right? <laughs> Everybody's saying Facts. the same thing. Yeah. It's just a, there's a leadership top down, how they bought into it. I, I am so shocked that the Seahawks haven't had it. But I'm, I guess I'm not either because it's right. just in process. One I really want to get to, Paul Moyer, before we get out of here, why have the defenses caught up? Before, what, early in the season, offenses everywhere, right? 50 points every game. What's going on? Oh, my God, this is a new NFL. Now defense says, simmer down now. We've caught up. What do you see? Well, I think the whole OTA, no no hitting anything, certainly an advantage to the offenses. You know, just tackling, covering, all that stuff. I mean, there's... Uh, it's like basketball, you know. If you, it's that's a repetitive deal, right? Golf. I got to go hit a bunch of shots, yeah. And we, you didn't get that defensively, and so the X and O's won early on. Now it's been to me, it's caught up. You know, the defense said, "Okay, we get it. Our our, our techniques are where they are." I think the other one is, I, I think they're finally calling penalties again, and I don't like it. I actually defensive. You don't guy, like I it? No. I, well, I hate, I hate ticky tack. Uh, Flags that really would not have influenced the play. Yeah, it didn't affect the play. Yeah, yeah and so yeah. Why, why are we calling that? We A couple of them happened with the Seahawks. I'm probably more biased there. But I'm starting to see more, you know, holding penalties. And so, you know, the Seahawks, all of a sudden they come up first and 20. And that affects you. But I will say this, early on in the year, first and 20 might have been first and one for the Seahawks. <laughs> now first and 20 feels like first and 20. I'm going to tell you what happened. The Zebras got in the room and they said, look, guys, we're not getting our love. I want to talk. I want to take my face mask down and tell everybody the penalty that happened and point out the guy who did it so they needed some love. Real quick, what do you think? Could it be weather? I think weather plays a part for sure. And I also think that defenses have a lot of film. They're honing in on guys, i.e. New York Giants versus Seahawks. They locked them down. All right. Well, coming up next. It's the end, Paul. Show recap. We'll give you our final thoughts right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live every Thursday, 7 to 9. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Paul Moore. It's Lumen Field. What, Paul? What, Paul? Say it. I would, you know what? I like the song, though. Quickly. <laughs> All right. Hey, so first off, I want I want to tell the people listening that I was wrong. Noon has rushes of 21, 38, and 19 out of 1,000 rushes this year. So I was wrong three times out of 1,000. Okay. So here's here's what I want you to do tonight. Because Hawks Live will be on a podcast, right? So they can go get it on 710 ESPN and on the Seahawk uh, website and also on the Seahawks app. So you can go listen to Locks, or Hawks Live. I want you to go play that for your wife. So she can hear you say, I was wrong. Oh, I say that more than I should, Paul. Yeah, but that one, you actually meant it. <laughs> All right, we don't have much time here. Final thoughts about yeah. the Jets. Look, Paul, I look at the Nervous. Jets. I look at their defense. Yeah. And I don't see anybody who pops out. No. Hewitt has 103 tackles. He's top 10. But when you're getting ran through <laughs> like that, you're going to have a bunch of tackles. I see Sam Darnold. He has arm talent. Crowder's their number one receiver. To us, he's he's Demo. He's the number three receiver. I don't see him doing anything against us. Frank Gore is out with a concussion. Got Ty Lawson went for 104 and a touchdown against the Raiders. It still makes me nervous because they're hungry. They fired Greg Williams. They got a new guy, Frank Bush, out there running it. It just makes me nervous. I think they're going to win the game, but I am a bit nervous. Yeah, winless team is just there's some pressure to it. Here's Here's why there's no way we're going to lose. Um, they're look, they're down to their third free safety. McDougal is out. Their backups is doubtful for this week, so they've got no corners. Uh, they've 
Uh, tw- they have 20 sacks this year, which uh, it probably ranks 31st. Almost every one of their statistics defensively in the passing game are, are 30th, 31st. The, the offensively, they're 32nd in yards a game, 30 yard, 32nd in yards per play, 32nd passing yards a game, 32nd. They're just not good. Um, <laughs> but here's where it, it gets dangerous. Is one, there's some pressure for us to win, certainly. Uh, the second is they do run the ball pretty well, and they play really good run defense. If they run it well, and it's just all of a sudden the clock. They they limit possessions. If we don't score, things get tight, and so we're going to so win. This. You're reaffirming we got to play well. Why I'm just a bit nervous. We got to play well. Don't let them hang we got to play well every game. Let me ask you this real quick: If we lose this game, can we still make the playoffs? I don't know what the numbers look like. I'm going to say no, though. I'm going to say no because I I don't know the numbers. We're well, not going to lose. Hey, well, our, our producers, Nas, we're eating. Learn us, learn us, Nas, learn us. Well, here's the thing. I mean, yes, it would be a horrible loss, but yes, they can still make the playoffs. They would fall to eight and five. They can still get. There's seven teams that go to the playoffs now, so they could still do it. But it'd be really tough. You got the Washington Football Team. You got the Rams. You got the 49ers to get some guys coming back. It's possible, but it looks really great. We can't. Lose. I, don't, I don't like depending on other people. No, I, I like no, to depend, just, depend on myself. That would have been a that would have been a talk to talk one for sure. I've been opening up too many cans, but we're not losing this game. I, I mean, I watch the film, and there's no question that look, they're professionals. They're capable of winning. Their last four games, they've played well. They should have won two of their last four. They yeah. gave away last week. They had the win. Uh, we have to go play well every week. Um, but if we play well, you know, we're going to double digit. You know, win this. Game. Get her done, son, is what I'm hearing from you, yep. Paul Moyer. Yes, All sir. right, well, special thanks to Dan Leberfield, Ryan Neal, and John Clayton for joining the show. Tarek, our guy in behind the scenes, the Seahawks pregame show was live this Sunday from starting at 10 o'clock. Until next time, I'm your guy. Big ups to Nasser Chobi. This is Hawks Live. We'll see you next week.